Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Grandinetti, and I am super excited to be talking to this beautiful being today. His name is Jared Nerdin. And I first met Jared um, on social media, uh, I think like last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. <laughs> okay. And um, instantly fell madly in love um, with his <laughs> smile and the um, glow of his being. And so I'm super excited to have him here today. Um, we're going to be talking about taking the leap. But first, our um, let me tell you a little bit about Jared. He's an international performer, model, humanitarian, equestrian athlete, influencer, self-love guidance coach, yoga instructor, access bars, facilitator, and pr- practitioner. Jared comes all the way from small farming community in South Africa in his young career. So far, he has performed in over 10 musical theater productions, five of them being international and world touring, such as cats, Chicago, and singing in the rain to name a few. He has an extensive modeling career shooting for major brands globally and locally. He's also passionate. He's a passionate humanitarian and coach always ready to help inspire, uplift, and motivate individuals, communities, and organizations with his own experiences in life. He has just recently moved to London to pursue his next what else is possible. So welcome, Jared. I'm so grateful to be here with you. Yay! (laughs) How does it get better than this? (laughs) So cool. Um, So our fast love had a lot, was like this, like, you guys who are listening, you know, that that energy, when you just meet someone, you just know, you've known them for lifetimes and you're just like, Oh my God. And then this and this, and, and it's just like, you start finishing each other's sentences before you've even Literally. met in person. Yeah. It was so quick. I have to, I have to say where, where that energy pings. So I was living in Cape Town, South Africa at the time when the, is it the global being you international day? Yeah. International that, being that, you that's day. What it's, yeah. International being you day. And you were at Dane's house, I think. And we were in Houston. You were, yeah, you were in Houston and you were talking. And I remember seeing this, this woman on my screen. And I was like, wow. Oh. She is like buzzing and energy. And I was like, yes, amazing. I, I, I just immediately had a connection with you. Anyway, fast forward, uh, I think a month or two. And you were doing a Being You With Money class. And I just moved to another big city in South Africa called Johannesburg. And that's when I was like, I have to do this woman's class. She is amazing. I can't deal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the love started. And it was amazing. We had so much fun. And so, um, and that, that's also like following the energy, I would say too, um, for anybody out there listening, like when you get that light up, that excitement, that joy, that expansion, whether it's with a person or a choice that's in front of you, um, you know, follow that energy because it always creates magic. And that, that is your internal guidance system of when, you know, you want to do cartwheels about something, even if you don't know how you're going to get there, you don't know what choices you have to make or how the money's going to show up or whatever, you know, you're choosing at the time. Um, 
you following that energy and asking whatever I'm willing to do, whatever it takes, um, can create such yeah. magic. So what was interesting from, from that, the moment before that call and exactly what you're saying about following the energy is I had, when was that call last year? I think it was June. I can't even remember actual time in reality, but the point was, is that I'd just been facilitated, I think, by Paul Kearney at the time. I'd done a business call with him, which was super cool. And it was all about following the energy. And I'd felt this this call to move from Cape Town. I'd been living there for six months after the real lockdown and pandemic, because I just felt like I needed something different. And then I felt this call to go back to Johannesburg. And I had no job in inverted commas I had no place to stay in inverted commas like it was all just this yeah unknown and I followed the energy arrived in Johannesburg and then your call showed up and I was like okay and I was nervous because I again just I was new to access getting into it still like okay cool I'm gonna invest this money because it's a money call and I'm sure the money's going to show back again and I'm sure things are going to come from this. So, and I did that and you created so much space for me to just choose again, which I'm forever grateful. And I'm so happy that that connection was made and we followed each other's energy to, to reach out. I didn't even know how we reached out in the beginning, but it was just, yeah, it has changed my life. I am it's so wonderful to hear that from somebody who um you find to be so magical that you get to contribute to them um so I would love to know more about about your your leap since then so you know you're playing with new tools you're seeing what's possible we'll get in a little bit to your backstory as we keep talking but um looking at you know how how much um survival mode was in your world, um, and coping mechanism and all of the things, um, based on, you know, history past, we all have it. We all have, you know, how we were raised, how we grew up, what situations we were in that we created our points of view and the walls around us. And what I love so much was how you started to melt those walls and those lies about what you could and couldn't do, or what you could and couldn't choose. And what I know for myself and my own experience as well, is those start to crumble and you start feeling real vulnerable. And then you're like, where's, where's my potency to choose? Cause I'm vulnerable, but the vulnerability of that is the potency for yeah. choosing. And so what, what would you take us back to that, that moment? I, we, you know, we were, you and I were on a class and you were like, you know, I, th- you just put your ask out there and you were like, I, I think I want to move to London. Um, And then it was like all the how, and you know, all of that kind of like, how is this even possible? Shut up for you. And then you just kept going and kept following the energy. And so I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, it just had reached a point where it was two years into the pandemic. Right. And I had, I had had a, a thriving career, which I was so grateful for. I had literally gone from show to show to show around the world, seen countries and really living my dream like it really was. But at the same time, I was living from uh, past pain and traumas and um, making choices that were still 
based in the past in order to get me to move forward. So I was, I kept choosing from those broken places. And I think what was such a gift of the pandemic was that my world stopped completely. I had just finished one of the best shows I've ever done and best roles, which was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I played Rocky and it was so amazing. I got to live my blonde bombshell best life. And I got to wear that leopard print speeder on stage and just live my dream. And then borders shut, world shut, everything shut. And I remember jumping in my car thinking the apocalypse had hit and I felt like the country was going into war. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Packed my car, literally threw everything in and drove five hours um, home to our family farm, which was another gift um, in hindsight. Everything always in hindsight, right? So. I'm kind of going to tell you a bit of my backstory of the past few years in order to tell you how I got to this choice of moving to London. So I got home and for the first time in my entire life, I got to pause and stop. And that was such a gift because, you know, when I think the whole world was also just going, going, going externally choosing from pain, from this, from that. And hardly any of us had the time to just reflect inside. So then the body issues started to come up. The food, the sexual trauma, the psychology work, all of that started cracking. It's almost like this hard wall and, and beautiful mirror I had wonderfully sculpted around my, my being and body started to crack and crack and crack until it just shattered and I had to rebuild myself. So I just started seeking. I started, um, I was I, on our farm, we have a beautiful tree house in the woods and we call it fairyland. And um, I lived there for three months of the pandemic in the woods, just nature, no electricity. <laughs> And it was just wonderful. And I was able to cry and I was able to just be and connect and ground and just go and just ask and really start asking the questions, who am I? And this was before access came into my world, but just started seeking what, what's going on. So anyway, fast forward, a, you know, fast forward a few months and I was on this healing seeking journey when, we, when the world started to reopen, I moved to Cape Town. And I was like, yes, gonna see what else is possible because now two world tours of mine had been canceled. And I was like, well, now who am I without the musical theater title above my head that I had been defining myself as for the last almost 10 years? Because Jared Nerdin is this international performer can that's I, what I, he does yeah, can I yeah. put in a question about that because I love the way that you described this like beautiful mirrored wall where you got to see what you wanted to see or see the definition yeah yeah and so like looking at that and having being willing to like have that last like definition of the greatness of you like what you've defined it as rather than being it crumble I I just I would love to 
poke in there. Um, what do you know about when we define something as like, this is me, this is who I be, but from definition and not from space? When you, when we define it from definition, I feel like we, it's like, it's just, we just contract ourselves and we contract our magic and we control it because with more definitions, it just, we keep it smaller um, and more comfortable because we, we, we know what to, the expectations are there. Um, We know how to manipulate it. We know how to stage it. We know how to place it. But as soon as we break that, the definition of what we are and we choose to be from space like you say with the titles I don't think titles are bad I love a title I love being a model and a this and a that I mean fab (laughs) but when you are those things from space then you're like okay cool I could be a short model and I could be a model that does this and that or I could be a singer that can sing a top C and do rap and I could be whatever I choose to be because now I'm choosing from space. Whereas if I've defined myself as the atypical type of model or the atypical type of performer that I've chosen to be, then that's it. And then I'll never get past that. And it acts as we talk about definition by definition alone is a limitation. And so anybody out there, if like you have the definition of like, I am a mom, I am a husband, I am, you know, insert job title or whatever you're, you're actually shrinking what choices are available to you because you can only find them on the menu of that title. So what choices you have available as a, as a mom are different than as a being who happens to also be a mom, you know, it's like, so it's so different, but yet it seems so, um, like, like too simple or too similar to try to delineate, but look at what for any, for our listeners, like looking at what you're defining yourself as and just asking, Hey, what would it take to undefine this? What choices am I unwilling to even have on my menu of choice based on this thing that I'm defining? And yeah. then you can start to break apart and go, wow, well, you know, cause I'm saying mom, because that's one that I limited myself with for so long is like, well, as a mom, I can't travel because I need to be this yeah. thing and that thing be all around. So but I cut out not, anything. Yeah, go ahead. But also not disregarding the title. Right. And I think so many people can misunderstand when you break it, don't disregard being a mother because mother is the most fantastic, fabulous thing. And I can't wait to be a mother and a father. Like, can't wait to be both. (laughs) 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 And it's like, I love being a performer, but what else is possible within that title? Like, and breaking the Well, yeah, but that, even you just calling it a performer, how many more things are available just as a performer? I mean, you could do street performing. You could be a comedian. You could do acrobats. You could be a flamethrower. You could be anything as a performer. It's just, you're not like um, shrinking it down into its smallest, like nap, butt of the thing that you have to get right. So I love that. I'm sorry to derail your story. I want to, I want to get back to your story. I just, it was so cool. The energy that you presented there. Um, Okay. So you're in Cape town and you're like, okay, what else is possible? What else is possible? Then what? So then I'm playing with really like what else is possible. And then I'm going, okay, cool. I've always known I loved helping people. I loved serving. Um, So I started a life coaching business just out of the blue. And I started researching. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to start guiding people because my 
life journey has been one that I wouldn't wish upon anyone in the world because it required, now I acknowledge and receive strength that I have never seen. Like I've had to dig deep in order to survive the current life I've had. And I'm grateful that I got through that. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I can, you can only teach from the experiences that you've had. And you can only guide from those experiences that you've had in its true authenticity. So I was like, okay, cool. How can I use this journey that I've been on to go, we don't have to be a victim of, of our circumstances. We can choose to be happy. We can choose to get through this. And I've always been an advocate of choice. And I've always been an advocate of be true to yourself. And it was something that I got told when I was 10, because I was always different. I wore pink dress when I was two. When I came out to my mother, she was like, I knew since you were two. I was like, babes, could you not have told me earlier? <laughs> could you not have given me a heads up <laughs> with my own identity crisis? But she gave me space to choose who I wanted to be. And she didn't find it a big deal to come out, which I'm always grateful because I don't believe anyone should come out. No straight person proclaimed that they were straight. So that's my stance and that whole thing. But where was I going? Suddenly just went squirrel. Yeah, I love squirrels. We invite them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful squirrel with big teeth. Exactly. Magical squirrels show up all the time. Um, So, so you are, you were, you were taking me along the journey. You're in Cape town. You're asking what else is possible. Um, You were grateful for, and then you started to look for, you know, at at being a life coach and, um, you know, and And choice and choice. Right. So I started being a life coach through choice and through um, being you, right. And then met, and slowly but surely following the energy, really practicing being present every day and going, okay, what is my intuition telling me now? What is the awarenesses that are showing up? And what showed up was a friend who was in Access Consciousness at the time. And she is an absolute legend in South Africa. Her name's Jenny Watkins. She's incredible, dear friend of mine. And she invited me to her access bars um, class day to become an access bars practitioner. So I was like, and I, re- I remember reading the, the invitation and it was like, it's a one day class and it had all the, the access bars information. I was like, how, how is this one day and I get qualified and I can start doing amazing shit with people's lives? <laughs> like, really? Is this? I was like, okay, because me and studying don't go together. Like everything in my life, I have no degree. And every time I tried to get a degree because I thought I had to get a degree because society told me I had to get a degree, I failed. (laughs) And then every time I just followed myself, my intuition, my energy, and my passion, my love for what I do, then I was successful. Like performing and all the other work that I've done it never required a degree so I go to this course and I become 
an exercise practitioner. And that kind of shifted my reality on its head that moment. And then the snowball effect started to happen. And then I moved to Johannesburg. And then I met you. And we did the um, what's it? Being you with money. And then I joined your team, which is so exciting. And we started creating magic. And I think through that magic was where we broke down, or we, it was the being you beauty. And you started creating the being you beauty class and tapping into that energy. And it was at the same time, I was dealing with my beauty stuff and my sexuality stuff and my sexual trauma stuff and all of that stuff. And really trying to ground myself in my new reality as Jared, not the trauma Jared and not choosing from the trauma Jared, but choosing from the adult Jared, the one who's, who knows who he is, who's grounded in his reality and wants to make choices for the highest good of himself and for everyone else around him. So it was in that moment where the molecules really started to buzz. Um, and a quick skip forward, three foundations later, <laughs> with Sarah Grand and Eddie, then I suddenly chose to move to London. And it was a huge step. I'd been working on my visa with my sister slowly, just little bit by little bit, because it was such a challenge initially to get the visa to move to the UK. And we submitted the visa. And then the visa came through and then it said, you have until the 6th of January, 2022 to move. And I remember messaging Sarah going, what? <laughs> How is this going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> but what, but can you, can you take me back to that? Like beyond moment where you're like, oh my, cause so often when we're creating, right? Like we almost have an expectation that there will be the roadblocks and someone's going to stop us. And so therefore we don't have to actually make the choice that's going to create the future that we're asking for. And so what I saw in your yeah. world was like, like when we would talk about this is, um, yeah, but I still need my visa. And then like, well, as long as the visa comes through, but almost putting it somewhere in that, like, if it doesn't, I'll like, um, I don't know. And you can correct me if I'm, if I'm not accurate on this right now, but like looking at where, where, when we go to make a choice, we actually leave the, um, the non-real, like the reality that we're not, we're not sure we actually deserve or have like in the hands of someone else yeah. or something where it's like, well, probably there won't be money for this and I'll probably end up staying here. So I'm, I'm kind of making it, but I'm not really making it. And so then when it actually shows yeah. up, you're like, oh fuck, it's time to go. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, I, I, I just got the picture, like the analogy of like in an eject chair, right? And you're ready to be shot forward land in like a fabulous place but I've got this big safety belt on and I'm like pressing eject but I'm not moving yeah because I want to be safe or like you you're about to do a bungee jump but you've got this cord attached to you so you you're kind of falling over but you're not going as far because you're still attached to the safe place like you're safe and it was it was that choice um and to break that that reality of okay cool London doesn't have to be the final destination and I remember when you exploded that in my world and you were like well what if what if London's just 
the next step in the journey of what else is possible? And what if that step, I remember the conversation and you were like, what if you walk into a bar and then you meet someone and they like, why didn't you come to LA? Because <laughs> hashtag Sarah's trying to get me to LA. Um, <laughs> and then you come to LA and then what else is possible from there? Because my ask is that I want to go global, like really big. So then what would facilitate that, that size of space? Um, so it was really cool to go, okay, cool. This doesn't have to be the final destination. And I have to say, since landing in London, I mean, I had no plan. I still don't have a plan. Like, <laughs> it freaks me out often. But then I'm starting to get really used to living in possibilities and uh, really practicing the tools. Because I think there's a difference between knowing the tools and living the tools. Mm, yeah. And, and that could be tools, not even from access, but just all the information that we know in our lives. Like mm -hmm. it's one thing reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts, doing all the things, you know, all this stuff, but then are we actually implementing that in our living, breathing being in our day and going, okay, yes, I know this stuff, but am I doing it in this 10 seconds? Am I doing it right now? Well, I love okay, what cool. you said about plan and like not having a plan. Cause how many of us think that the plan is the way to like, make sure you get to the next place. But if you have the plan, you're highly eliminate, eliminating what the universe can bring. And that's what we talked about. I said, what if you get to London and on the very first night you're there, you haven't even settled in any roots. You haven't met anybody. You go out for a drink and there's somebody that's going to offer you something else. What if London was only the, the next lily pad to leap from? And yeah. If we followed energy like that in our lives, then nothing has to be um, solid or controlled or controllable based on the plan. Um, you can actually follow the energy so much more and take way more leaps because you're willing to have nothing have to be forever, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, and it does. It feels like a total like hands off the wheel who's driving the bus. But um, if you're choosing from that knowing and following energy, then anything can show up because this doesn't. When we go to plan, we limit what can get in to, yes. as a possibility. So if it doesn't match your plan or your determination, it won't even, you won't, like I told you, you won't even see the guy sitting next to you at the bar or he won't even go out for a drink that night where he would meet you because yeah. it wouldn't match your plan. Totally. And get this, like I had a plan, babe. I had a plan. <laughs> like my plan was to leave South Africa and then I was going to spend one day or two days for my birthday because it happened to be my my 30th and so I was like fab I'm gonna have no I'm not even gonna have my 30th I'm gonna spend two days in London and then I'm gonna go up north to best friends of mine and I'm gonna stay there and then figure out my next step because it's my friends it's safe I know where I am safe 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 is such a crutch oh my gosh we need to destroy safe in in the goodness of it though but yeah. so so that was my plan get to london land and my whole fucking plan explodes <laughs> i'm like oh shit now what what happened <laughs> and i i suddenly realized i have to be in london and i have 
in order to make the next steps where those conscious breadcrumbs were dropping, I couldn't be two hours away because suddenly it, it was going to be a hundred pound round trip every time I needed to come into London because I thought it would just be easy to travel everywhere, hashtag not. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, cool. Have to stay in London. And then I was like, okay, cool. Now where I'm going to stay. And thank God the universe had my back. My friends had my back. My people had my back. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to stay with my best friend at the time, Talia, in her bed, stay there for the week. And I was like, okay, cool. And I had to start asking questions and going, okay, lower every fucking wall. And now go, what can I receive? What can I do in order to create a new world? So what will that require is a job. Cool. Let's get one of those. Because <laughs> it's required in this moment. <laughs> okay. Girl's got to have food on the roof of her head. So, um, so I got one of those. And that showed up magically and not just, it, it wasn't just a hustle job that um, was completely random. It was just one of the best fitness studios in the world called Barry's Bootcamp. And now I'm one of their front of house uh, staff and I get to be around amazing clients, amazing energy, work at incredible studios around London and have that security I required and I was asking for in a new in a new country but that allowed me the space then to find accommodation audition get shows and slowly but surely just start building up my life but what I also noticed is I would suddenly want to start choosing areas in London that were cheaper because that's what I could afford and I was like no what else is possible here why am I wanting to go like 55 minutes out of London just so that I'm safe enough to afford my rent because it's cheaper? What if I stayed central because that's what I want and require? I want a comfortable place to stay in, good bed, easy to get to. Now, universe, bring me that. And coming from that space, so choosing and asking what I want magic has shown up and it's been so cool and I have had a roof over my head and I've had food in my tummy and I've had money coming in every single day and I couldn't be grateful more grateful <laughs> can I ask you a question that um might not sound like it requires level of vulnerability but I get that you will get the vulnerability and I hope that everyone mm. taps in if you look back over your life, even all the trauma that you've, all the things you've gone through, um, has everything come to you with total ease? Absolutely everything. Like, like the reason I say that is because it's so easy to, um, have the trauma story. I have one myself, um, yeah. to build off of like, here's the thing I overcame to get here. But when you truly start sitting with the tools and look back and like you said earlier, like, um, something about hindsight, right? Like the, the gift in hindsight, but when you start to use the access conscious tools, that hindsight starts to shift to more in present. Like you go, okay, cool. Like what, what actually is this right now? I don't have to wait for hindsight, you know? And so yeah. looking at this now and 
and being over here, looking at the beauty of your being and receiving from, from you. And like, I just have to wonder if things have always been easy, but we create, or we walk into, or whatever it looks like from, from anybody listening, but situations in order to hide the ease that we actually yeah. do have that we, we don't want to acknowledge for whatever reason. I'd love for you to talk about, um, what you know about hiding the ease that you have in creation and, and having exactly what you're asking for show up. Um, yeah. and why we would do that. Like, what do you know about that? What I know about that is it's, and this is the, the, the journey I'm on. So like we, we are the spiritual beings having a human experience, like 100%. But where a lot of people get stuck with that ease as well is in the psychology of the human experience. So where, so there's two, there's twofold. It's like, and that's why I say it's one thing knowing tools and then living tools. It's, it's one thing um, like you, you know about your trauma, but then it's one thing living, living completely without your trauma and in the present moment in your intuition. And or living in your trauma, but not acknowledging how much ease there actually is with your being, but you're so clouded by your broken psychology that you can't acknowledge the truth of who you be because of all of that psychology that's like um, just masking you, completely yeah, barricading all the you thoughts, from seeing. All the thoughts, feelings, and, emo all the th thoughts, feelings and emotions of, of whatever you know, story you're telling yourself from 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when, so in my life, has everything come to me easily? Yes. Have I also self-sabotaged a lot in my life because of my trauma? Yes. So the self-saboteur I had to master, still trying to master it. Um, the the and then also the, that ego choices right like am i am i making these choices from my truth and from my being why am i still making these choices because of of pain and every time i made a painful from a painful choice from a a victim mentality or that then the path did become harder and then i still would eventually get to the ease but I just chose to go about it the hard way. And I remember this with sex, right? So I, multiple sexual abuse my whole entire life um, until 29, where I was like, peace out, enough of this. Something I'm doing is creating this in my world and it's got to stop. And once I did that, and I realized the choices I'd been making from the pain, from the rapes, from all of those things, I realized that I'd went down a whole circle of being, having sex all the time, becoming a sex addict, taking myself to an SAA meeting, like thinking I had all these things wrong with me, doing the open relationships, doing the things, coming all the way around to the simple beginning with myself and going, ah, 
all I actually require for me, and remember this is my choice and everyone's different. So listeners, remember it's my journey, not yours. Your journey is yours and your choices are yours. But for me, my self-discovery with sex and relationships was I want a simple, loving and kind monogamous relationship. I want to be married. That's what I want. I want the fairy tale. I will make it happen, but that's what I want. And it just has to be simple. Not the drama that I chose. I don't need to be having sex 45,000 times with different people, maybe with the same person, yes. But not with everyone every single day like I used to or try the, I didn't need the external influences that sex was the most important thing in my life. Because I think when you're a sexual abuse a victim, and I say past tense because I'm no longer attached to that anymore and that, that story, is you have, sex becomes the most important thing because that's all you know. And that's all I knew. And that's the hole I needed to fill. And it's the twofold because it's pain, but it's ecstasy at the same time. It's pain, but it feels so good at the same time. And I had to do so much healing to figure out that dichotomy between the two, break myself free from that and go, okay, cool. Actually, what are my, my choices with sex? How do, because I've been so imprinted by the world with what sex is to the world, the definitions of sex to the world. I think sex in general needs to be demystified, but I had to demystify it myself. <laughs> That's another podcast, guys. I know, and I'm like, um, this might be two episodes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, once I demystified it for myself, I was like, okay, cool. So back, circling back to, is there ease with the choices? What was the question? It was, well, okay. You know, it's it's funny because like you you mapped it out really brilliantly is like, you know, there there's me, the being, and then there's this reality way of getting somewhere. And then you, what you yeah. said was like, yeah, I took the long and the hard way and always ended up having it. Right. But I, I guess what I'm, what I'm, what I'm asking is if you were to acknowledge today in front of all of our listeners, that the choice for ease is always yours. It's the hard way that we choose because so often we tell the story that nothing's ease or easy for me, or I can't just have what I'm asking for because we're addicted to the hard way. And, and yet if you use the tool of hindsight, if you've always received what you've asked for, even if it didn't show up how you thought it would, you could go to straight to the acknowledgement of, wow, I ask and I receive where's the ease and choose from there, not having to take that other route. 100%. It's like, GPS system right it's like the best thing and I love that analogy because it's like okay we could go we could use an old school map we could choose all the different directions but when with this GPS system okay it's saying go in that direction and that's I think following the energy following your intuition being present the GPS is saying go that direction but it's not saying that there's not going to be a tornado or a log that's fallen across the road, or some cows you might have to just wait, or a tire might burst. Like some 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 shit is going to happen along. Not in road. California, boo, but maybe some yeah, not in California. California cows. <laughs> but I get you. Gotta you gotta come to Africa, babe. You gotta come. 
gets rural. Well, we'll say the doctors say <laughs> yeah. there's not going to be a lot of traffic. Yeah, there'll be Go a ahead. whole kinds of traffic. Okay. <laughs> and um, so that those things are going to happen in that direction, but we'll be so present when we get to that, that we'll be able to go, okay, cool. Maybe we just quickly slip around that or pause, move the log out the way nice and calmly with ease, joy and glory. And then we keep on driving, but in that direction, or the GPS might say, okay, cool. It's time to actually take that road, turn the left. So we're so present with our own internal GPS system that we don't have to go down that ditch. And then it's just, oh my gosh, it's going to take five hours to get to the city when it could have taken 30 minutes because we went right instead of just going straight like that's well, well knowing knowing that you're knowing is what will have the ease show up and also acknowledging that your internal GPS system in this analogy is yours and that you, it will not match anybody else's it's yours and so often we think like, you know, we're looking at all of our past experiences, um, to justify a choice, or we're looking at how someone else did it or what they would do, or we're asking for oh advice gosh. from people who ha already have a Rolodex of why it's not possible. It's why they haven't chosen it. And that will start to cloud your, in this analogy, your route, your way to get yeah. there. Yeah. And you can know? I say and something yeah, on you, that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's just pinged in is, and that's what society and the advertising world is is saying, follow our GPS system, not yours, because our GPS system is the one that you can trust and not yours. This is how beauty will make you look and feel. So don't trust your beauty and look and feel, follow ours instead, or this way and that way. And then we, it all just becomes a judgment and an external grab of someone else's GPS system Instead of following your own, I'm loving this GPS system, by the way, <laughs> making me understand my own life. Um, well, in the class this weekend, yeah. I even asked, I was like, I need an animator, someone to take these like analogies and put them, you know, out there as like a cartoon <laughs> so people can see it. Um, yeah, I love it too. And, and playing with all of the different parts of that um, as an analogy, it's like, like you said, like there's a log in the road, like what it, it does it create? So now you ask more questions. Does it create to get out of the car and move the log yourself? Is this an opportunity to take a pause and see, you know, ask another question about the path you're on? Maybe you put it in reverse and do a U-turn a little bit and come back the other way. Maybe you are supposed to go on foot and you park the car and get out and you take a step, but it's like staying in question and being the tools like you talked about allows anything that shows up in your path that seems like it's a stop to contribute to and also be a gift. So those cows can be a gift because, you know, it, maybe it slowed you down just enough in your yeah. journey to um, contribute to you getting there when you were supposed to. But so often yeah. we're so quick to go to problem because we love solving problems and we take the cow's head on and we ruin our engine or whatever, you know, um, instead of being like, okay, what gift is this? And what questions can I ask? And what choices are now available to me now that I've gotten this far on the journey? Not I'm yes. still in the driveway thinking about whether or not I should back out. You know, and one of the 100%. things that Dr. Dane here, um, co-creator of Access Consciousness always says, he's like, you know, when you go to the grocery store, do you sit in the driveway waiting to, to back out until all the lights are green or do you just back out your car and go? And if the light turns red, you stop, you know, if you're Sarah so and true. it's yellow, you go faster, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and you, you move through life that way, um, 
not needing all the lights to be green or all the whole path to be laid out for you. You take what comes as it comes. You ask questions, you use tools and you see what's beyond it. If you didn't see it as a problem. Yeah. And also to know that, you know, we, we will be tested. Like I know I have been tested by the universe at certain points along the journey because we learn the tools and then the universe goes, okay, cool. Let's see if you really have learned this lesson. And I've often found, and it's, it's based on the choices that we've made beforehand. So because I've made this choice to not listen to my GPS system, now I'm going to be presented, we'll just go with the GPS system, guys, because it's, it's a cool analogy and I'm loving it. Okay, so picture it. So now we're back at this crossroad, right? Where last time I turned right, and I shouldn't have, but now I have the opportunity to go straight. And I'm at the exact same crossroad again. And the universe presents these crossroads with us often to go, have you learned your lesson or haven't you? And that's when I often find I appreciate those moments to have a pause and go, ah, okay. Because that ego self, that trauma self, that broken psychology self is going, hey, dude, like, right might actually be different this time. Like, I think you should go down that rotten path. Like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, reckless, cool, addictive. Yeah, let's go. And then, but the front one is going, this is where you should actually be. And immediately your whole, you'll feel your whole nervous system. And there'll be that ease in your body. And you'll feel those molecules calm down. And that survival mode will just slowly switch off and go to a nice calm idol. And then you kind of go, okay, cool. I've been here before. I'm not going to make this choice. And when we are present in that moment and we're not cursing and freaking out that the logs, the logs in the road or I don't know where I am, then we will make the right. If we are in that space, then we'll turn left again and make that same choice. And it will probably be even harder this time until we actually wake up and smell the roses. But what I'm enjoying about the process in my journey now is that I'm choosing to learn lessons through ease and joy and glory, because I'm done learning lessons through suffering, through difficultness, and I don't even know if that's a word, and challenge. <laughs> it is now. It is now. It's difficultness. No more difficultness. Um, <laughs> because why can't we? Because if our point of view creates our reality, then why can't we learn through ease, joy, and glory? Amen. And shout out to the Access Consciousness ma- Mantra, which is, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. And if you're interested in that uh, mantra contributing to your life, you can say it 10 times in the morning or 10 times at night, or you can pay $5 and download it from Dr. Dane. Here's Kajabi. We'll put yeah. a link, link in the show notes. Um, it's like five bucks and it's on a uh, loop for like a hundred times. Um, and it contributes so much because it's all of life, even all the cows in the road, all the logs in yeah. the road, all the ditches that you find yourself in, you can have ease, joy, and glory with whatever that is. So Jared, as we wrap here, um, question. So I ask everybody on the podcast, the same question, and that is our title of the podcast is the power of being you. If you were to tell our, our audience what the power of being you is, what would you say? Wow. The power of being you is being your own superhero is trusting your light when 
everything around you is telling you otherwise. Being you is your key to your happiness in this world. And just, yeah, like being you was something I got told when I was very little is just be true to yourself. And I have, I'm still on the search to being all of me. And it's hard. It is difficult. I'm not going to speak here and say it's not. The journey is hard, but it doesn't have to be. And it will get easier. It always does. So the more we choose to be more of us and less of everyone else and everything else, the better our lives and beings will be. So just keep choosing to be you incredible thank you and if our listeners would like to find out more about you or get in contact with you how would they find you they'll find me on social media so i'm on twitter instagram facebook um, and tiktok and it's all at the same handle jared nerdin at jared nerdin thank you my friend i am so grateful for you and how did i get so lucky to call you my friend and i will see you in april you will. You will. Shout out to being you changing the world class in April in London with Dr. Yeah. Yay. All right. I adore you, my friend. And, um, thank you everyone who enjoys this podcast. Uh, we enjoy creating it and we're so grateful to have you listening and contributing to its possibilities in the world. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?